Hey, Jay, have you heard about BustedTees.com? I mean, I set up our account and I've bought shirts there, so yeah. Just, I'm trying to do a promo. Just just work with me here, okay? <sighs> okay. Tell me about BustedTees.com. Gladly. They sell pop culture and geek-inspired apparel, accessories, and more. And their stuff is awesome. You like Star Wars, Jay? I do. You like video games? Yeah, I do, yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah, I do. Star Trek? Yeah. Humorous tees in general? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Some badass socks, cups, hats, uh-huh. hoodies, bunch more, all that stuff? Why, yes, I, I, I do like those things, Matt. Well, then you know what you should do? You should head over to BustedTees.com and shop all their cool gear. And at checkout, put Jason25945 in the discount code spot. You'll get a nice chunk of change off, and it helps us out to boot. That's BustedTees.com. Discount code Jason25945. BustedTees.com. Designs that pop culture. It was the antique shop you bought shit from where the lady was a bitch. That's, oh, that's sad because she was so nice to me. Why well, it wasn't the same lady. <laughs> I was like, she was so nice. It was, yeah. not, the, it was not the same lady. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do, do. What's up, all you party people? It's Jason Emmett here, and uh, this week we're going to be talking about rap from the first decade of the 2000s. This is a really fun-ass episode. Like, I think I'd get into it, but the fact that I thought the 90s were fun, and uh, we were kind of like, are we going to be stagnant trying to go into the 2000s? And the answer is no. If anything, I would say this list combined with the 90s one could be anybody's playlist that is into this stuff. I mean, this is party music right here, guys. This is party music. So I'm not going to talk a lot. We're going to try to edge some of these down a little bit. We're going to throw in the social media here in a second. So, hey, do us a favor and follow us on all of those. Uh, You're going to hear me talk a little bit at the end about my upcoming uh, audiobook novel. Yeah, I'm going to be releasing my novel as an audiobook podcast for free. It's called Lyric, and it should be coming out in about a month, guesstimation, in about a month. Uh, we are finishing up the audio recording, and then it's just the edit and post kind of thing. So uh, if you guys can, please subscribe and check that out if you like horror novels at all. Or if you know somebody who does, share it with them because, yeah. We're also going to talk a little bit about a project Kevin works on, which is AmericanLegacyTours.com. Please stick around at the end to hear all of that good stuff. The last thing I'm going to mention, and again, we do mention it at the end, is Scarefest Weekend is coming up this coming weekend in Lexington, Kentucky. We're going to be out there with our presence known. I also want to say one more thing. We're coming up to the end of Season 4 on this show. We've been talking about Patreon and a couple other things. I'm going to hold off on that just for a few. Uh, We're going to be doing some, I think, revamping of some things here on the show for next season. So the show's going to take a little bit of a different angle moving forward. I think that'll be a good thing. 
We're going to talk more about it as the next few weeks go by. But I think it's going to help the show grow and pull in more listeners and maybe be a bit more entertaining for all of you guys. So please be paying attention to that. The best place to go is themixtapeshow.com, which is our website, themixtapepod.com. We'll get you there as well. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, because we will be talking about it through all of those. That being said, that's it. That's all I'm going to do this week. you got like two minutes with me, and then we're going to go ahead. Here's the social media, and then we're going to come back and talk about rap from the first decade of the 2000s. What's up, gang? Jason Emmett here, and we're about to give you our social media information with a quickness so that you can contact us and be a part of the show. First, we have a website, themixtapeshow.com. Head over there, find out all the good stuff you want, links to everything, interviews, playlists, places you can leave us a review. It's all there on the website, including direct links to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. We also have a phone number, and you can leave us a voicemail. You shouldn't leave us a voicemail. That number is 513-437-2377. Easiest way to remember it, 513-HE-RAD-77. Hey, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I don't know if you're listening through iTunes or Pandora or Spotify. It doesn't really matter. If you could take like 30 seconds, click that little review bar, we would greatly appreciate it. We love you, so please, it helps. Please share the show with your friends. We would greatly appreciate that as well. And that's it. That's all I'm giving you right now. We're going to go ahead and kick into this week's episode. We love you. Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the mixtape. I, of course, am Jason Emmett. No, you got to wait, man. (laughs) We didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, you should. I have my minions. Fair. I'm sorry, Your Majesty. Can I speak now? My name's Casey Masterpiece. And we also have. This kid, Matt, not this crap that's playing in the background. <laughs> God. Uh, hey, off the rails already. That's, that's supposed to kid Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> he is. And yep. we, uh, we also have someone else with us today. Stoody. I, I should have put the. I don't was that a, a was that a drop too, or was that how that was him? Was and I should have put the. I don't oh, have a penis sense. thing on here, but I didn't think about it. Or I would have. Oh, my <laughs> I don't have a wiener. I have a penis. That's not the way he normally says right. it, but sure. Hey right. guys, last week, a weird one. <laughs> last week we did '90s rap, and without I actually, me, yeah. Well, that's the way we usually jerks. Tisket a tasket. I actually thought that episode was a lot of fun, personally, but. Honestly, I think I had more fun this week, um, and I think you guys will have a lot of fun as well. It This was, I was kind of, you know, we started adding the, the first decade of the 2000s into stuff, and we're finding that it worked really well for us, and it, we were talking about a pre-show role, and everybody was talking about how easy it was for them to find songs and throw them on the list, and, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's, it's a good list, man. Like, I would, the, this entire list, I would put, I would listen to this playlist on a regular basis. I would just hit play on it and go, which you guys will be able to do. I didn't let everybody yeah. know. I didn't even let you guys know. I forgot to tell you. They pulled three of our episodes. And there's what? something there, there's something going on right now. So normally... We didn't even mention that No, guy. no, actually, and, and none of the three that got pulled. And you say Mr. G? One of them oh, is, one, is one of our top uh, listened to episodes. Normally, they give me a thing, and I can go in and click and select 
stuff. Well, every time I try to do that, it's giving me some invalid link and I can't get in to fix it. So I don't know yeah. if I'm going to have to repost them and maybe we'll repost them as like, I don't know, special episodes or something because I don't really know what to do with it. So that's why if you're looking for them or something, they're gone. It's not my fault. I've had a couple uh, little technical issues with them over the last few weeks, little things, but still. Uh, the reason I'm saying that, though, is because for all the stuff we do here, all the music we do talk about, Matt usually puts together playlists, which are available on Spotify, so you can actually go support the people we talk about and listen to the songs in full, because we don't play the songs in full. Yeah. They don't take those down. <clears throat> no. <laughs> well, of course not. Why would they? Um, oh, unless you're Mr. Should they find a reason? But we are going to start with this week's list, and we're going to start with me. And I think a lot of times happen is we, we we get our decades mixed up. I think when we're like talking 2000s in our brain, we're like, well, that's 90s, isn't it? And sure enough, you're like, no, it, it isn't. So when we first talked about the rap one, people were going, ah, even Stewie, he's like, I want to be in on it. And then he's like, well, I don't really know 2000s rap. I'm like, really? And he goes, wait, yeah, I do. And he does. And he's like, it was actually really easy when I started. Yeah. So... I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun. We're going to start the thing off, like I said, with my list, and we're going to start the thing off. I think it's 2010 and up that kind of got more difficult. Yeah, I would 100%. Yeah. The rap well, definitely totally changes. Good. You could argue that, uh, one, we don't have a big enough sample size uh, for, well, no, we got yeah 2010 to 2020. But um, a lot of the newer stuff, Sucks. some would argue, is garbage. Sucks, yeah. And, um, and we're 2000. Not- 2010 to 2020 rap is the equivalent of 2000s country. We are, and we are not old men griping. Like, we are not. It's just not. I still like modern music. Let's be very clear about that. Uh, I like modern pop, modern rock. But when I try to, this, what they call quote unquote mumble rap is, mm-hmm. is just, and I get it. Each, each generation is trying to find their own sound. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. Oh, find a better one. A lot, a lot of the, <laughs> the a lot of the big yes. rap artists, stuff like from back in the day, are saying that this shit is garbage. Oh, too. it is. And, oh, yeah. And, 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 and a, a video of Snoop, like literally just making fun of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. But he's also kind of justified in doing it. He that, is very so. justified, yeah. you know. So we're gonna we are gonna start with my list, he and we're gonna start paid the cost to be the boss. We're gonna start with yeah. fun right out of the gate. Like this list is fun, uh, a little crude <laughs> throughout, but fun. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna start with this this song right here. Thought it was nineties. So did I. So it's not. <laughs> this this comes in at two thousand. This is uh, country grammar by Nelly, aka Hot Shit. Shimmy shimmy cocoa puffs. Uh, it's not cocoa puff, but that's a, actually it is cocoa puff. Um, so this is Nelly's debut single, and what a way to start! If I'm if I'm you know to say so myself, because you know. He does. This song was written by Nelly and Jason J.E. Epperson, who also produced the song. Uh, it peaked at number seven in both the United States and the U.K. and reached the top 20 in Australia, Canada, Germany, and the Netherlands. Um, so we're going to look at the charts. Like I said, number seven on the Billboard Hot 100, seven in U.K. singles. Um, but it also landed number five on the Billboard R&B hip-hop chart and number one on the rap chart. In Canada, it landed number 10, 8 in Australia on their urban chart. Um, so let's talk about where this song came from and why Nelly wrote it. So Nelly said 
heard some kids singing the song "Down Down Baby" by the roller co- down by the roller coaster, and it th- for some reason it stuck in his head. He just it kept it was like an earworm. He couldn't get it out of his head. <clears throat> and then he also took the shimmy shimmy cocoa pop originally from an old dance um, song and turned it into uh, turned it about smoking weed, which is uh, why he like sings a digital underground uh, track. I believe "Kiss You Back." Kiss me and I'll kiss you back. They do say shimmy, shimmy. They do, yeah. Which is an old dance song, right? Mm-hmm. So he took that line and changed it to puff and made it about smoking weed. So the song itself refers to the flow of things in St. Louis. What Nelly had to say about it, he said, people think we live on farms in St. Louis, even though we live in an urban environment like everyone else. We said, okay, you want to, you want to call us country, right? This is how we're going to do it. This is what kind of country we're going to give you. He said, we turned it around on them. We showed them we have our own way of talking here, our own way of making hip hop. It was a beat that I had got from one of our producers at the time, J.E. I love the beat, but I don't think everybody in the group was as excited about the beat as I was. So I took it to one of uh, the most historical clubs in East St. Louis. It was called Club Casino. I took it over there the same night, and we had a DJ that had been supporting us previously up to that point, and his name was DJ618. God. <laughs> he, put it on, he put it on right away, and from that moment, you know what I'm saying, people was like, boom, 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 and the shit just blew up from there, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to read some of these quotes sometimes. Yeah, you know? Know? Well, I'm just saying, but... Stu actually originally threw a Nelly song at me, too, and I got confused and told him I was already on the list because I thought he was giving me country grammar, but he wasn't. Yeah, I can't remember now. And so many for me, I put it on the mix uh, because it's fun as hell. And I like I remember hearing this song for the first time and just being like, okay, like you ever just uh, there are certain songs you hear and they have to grow on you over time. Right. You hear it. Right. And then you hear it again. You're like, yeah, I'm starting to like this song. And then there's songs that the first time you hear it, you're just into it. You're like, this is yeah. fun as hell. I'm on board. That's kind of what this was for me. So that's kind of why I added it to my mix. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did hot. Hot and her. Hot and her. Hot and Let's her. get in hot and her. <laughs> just add an extra R onto it. Yeah. It changes the oh. entire word. It's getting hot and her. So take off all damn clothes. I think a country person did redo <laughs> they that. Probably did. They probably did. I think yeah. they did. They appropriated a lot of hip-hop culture. So yeah. it's awful. I had to go with this next one, which Dewey also tried to put on his list. And I get it. It makes per- perfect sense. I'm actually shocked. Well, I'm not shocked because uh, Matt went off the beaten path in a good way. Mm-hmm. And Thank you. Kevin went... In a really good route as well. Like, not off the beaten path with Kev, but, like, we all kind of went our own way this week, but they all flow really well together. Um, but I could see why Stewie wanted this one, but I already had it, and I wasn't giving it to him. Until when? <laughs> Sing it. <laughs> oh, 
and, and instantly, y'all know why I put Oscar it on there. Excuse. I'm so <laughs> glad that ended up on someone's list. I, I totally forgot about that song for some reason. So this is Get Low, Lil John and the East Side Boys featuring the Ying Yang Twins. This is from 2003, uh, another debut single here off the album, Kings of Crunk. What a debut single, too. God. Um, right. Go to the club. Maybe you're a little high. Maybe you're a little drunk. Check out some hot girls. You're watching them dance, shake their booties. Uh, would, maybe would you after consider this the WAP of the early 2000s. Yes, <laughs> I would say not so, even yeah. close to WAP. After that, maybe you go out, have some fun. Then you know, ah, skeet, skeet, skeet. This song is exactly that is what this song is about. You're going to the club high, getting a little drunk. You were watching the girls dance. Yeah, You're trying They're to get with the girl. all over the place. Which I don't think it's any great <laughs> mystery that that's what skeet, skeet, skeet is. <laughs> like yeah. uh-huh. um, this song is is a is very crude. <laughs> yeah, it is a. Meanwhile, crunk. two live crew is sitting back going. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Yeah, all right. Well, You're welcome for the path I, we I'm gonna, I will say this about two live crew versus other songs. At least, uh, Two Live Crew never bothered with any innuendo. Yep. <laughs> they just true. They just fucking wrote it in the song. So the innuendo makes them a little more fun. I think this is a in this is window. a yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a crunk uh, song, and I mean they've talked about it being a crunk song, and that's why they wrote it. There are several versions of this song edited to various degrees. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> because we get some very choice lyrics, uh, you know, such as to the window. To the walls, uh, till the sweat dropped down my balls. <laughs> All these bitches crawl. Y'all skeet skeet, motherfuckers. <laughs> Gal shake up your booty. Why do you sound like a news reporter reporting on hip hop? Gal right shake yeah. up your booty. When you shake it up, oh, you get, skeet skeet, motherfucker. You get me oh, rudy. Skeet skeet, goddamn. Wouldn't mind if you get me nudie, Miss Cutie Cutie. Anyway, with now we're just making up with lyrics like that. <laughs> this evening on Fox News, <laughs> Taylor Swift is—it's a conspiracy that she's dating that guy. Oh my God! People, shut the fuck. Try living in Kansas City and never hearing the fucking name. Cry about it. She's dating a dude. Let it the fuck go. Uh, so as far as get low, uh, <laughs> landed on the charts in Australia on Australia's urban chart number seven. UK singles chart number 10. Billboard Hot 100, it was number two. Hot R&B, it was number two. And Hot Rap Chart, it was number one. Like, why did I add this to the mix? Why wouldn't I? really I? want to hear Casey Kasem reporting on this. <laughs> and number one, get low with Lil John. I'll like, skeet, skeet right up to number and one. number one, it's Shuggy. 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 I was on me. I'm number one. <laughs> I'm getting in on this. Get the song is bombastic. It's been wonderful, fantastic. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm actually shocked that Shaggy didn't make anybody's list, and it was. Oh, Connie pointed it out to me. It I was. was like, Wait a minute. Hang it on. was in my safety. I had Shaggy in my safety. I but I left it thinking you might add it to your list, and you didn't. So it honestly slipped my mind entirely because I was I I thought it was '90s. And then I couldn't like, then I couldn't like not keep my list the way it was. Man, I I thought so many times, but I'm like, no, I need, I want these songs on this list. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, what we just all were singing, get low. We were all talking about get low. It's pretty clear to me why this made my list. I mean, I was shocked it didn't make anybody else's list. But honestly, a number of these songs, except for Matt's list, I'm it made mine. It, it, it did make Stu's <laughs> list. Yeah, 
You just couldn't tell <laughs> like, you told me I could take it. Well, I'd like, already had my list for like two weeks. So. <laughs> Actually, aside from Matt's list, I was shocked we didn't have more crossover. And when you hear everybody's list, and Matt, before I, I it sounds like I'm giving you shit. I actually really like your list. Thank um, you. But I, yeah. I was familiar with the the artists, not necessarily the songs, but now I like really like, especially two of them, like a okay. lot. So we'll, we'll talk about those when we get to it because yeah. I'm, I'm curious to find out which ones you like. Well, I liked them all, so. but there are two of them. Which, by like. the way, uh, just a little teaser for mine and uh, also crossing over with Jay's, it's a lot of Missouri. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So Matt, Matt lives in um, Missouri. Missouri. And uh, we live in Cincinnati, and it's funny because as we're as he's talking, as Nelly's talking about country grammar, we feel the same way. It's like everybody thinks we live in like cornfields and shit here. Yeah, and we are we'll not guys. Us with freaking Nebraska, guys. We are we are Cincinnati. <laughs> we are yeah. nowhere. I mean, we're near cornfield fields, but like we are in like suburban and urban areas and, and yeah. the tri-state there's a reason they call it the tri-state area yeah so yeah, it's we're right on the ohio river yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's and there there's was actually a, thinking thinking of it now uh there's some more cincinnati connection in in at least one of my songs with you guys yes cincinnati gets mentioned in the song yes yeah. it does yep. <laughs> so i matt was just going for the hometowns uh not intentional there's no chicago kind of too i'm sorry yeah. so here is my Final pick. Matter of fact, you should take four B and think before you fuck a little skateboard B. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. And get an attitude, pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Sean down and I'm all the best because I got it going on. Woo! Yeah. You know, I love Snoop. We talked about this last week, so putting Snoop on made sense to me. And this is also Snoop and Pharrell. So, you know, so this is Drop It Like a Hot from 2004. Like I said, I've expressed love for Snoop prior, and I wanted him on this list. Uh, Produced by the Neptunes, the lead single from Snoop Dogg's seventh studio album, RNG, which stands for? Rhythm and Gangsta. I didn't know you guys didn't know that. So. I had no idea. RNG, the Anytime masterpiece. there's an N associated with any kind of hip hop things, I just, I'm yeah. just not saying Not and G, RNG. Oh. Sorry, uh, yeah. that's just my voice. R and G, RNG. I, I was just going to uh, play it safe on that one then. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot is actually a very common phrase, uh, which is talking about dancing. It's a, it's a style of dancing. Uh, Little Wayne actually had a song back in 1999 called Drop It Like It's Hot, in case you guys didn't know it. But they're, they're oh, so did a band called The Big Timers. I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, that's you uh, know who they are. Yeah, that's Lil Weezy's. Uh, oh, okay. Friends. Okay. So, or um, Lil Wayne. Sorry, no. all of these guys had also had songs that call Drop It Like It's Hot, but they they have besides the fact that that it's a common term about dancing, they have nothing in common. Uh, so let's talk charts for a second. Landed number five on the Canadian charts, number two on the UK hip hop, number three on Australia's urban, and in the US, number five on the mainstream top 40, number one on the hot R&B, hot rap, and Billboard Hot 100. I love a few things Snoop has actually said regarding the recording process of this song. Uh, we're going we're gonna to paraphrase a little here um, because Snoop likes the N-word, and I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a paraphrase. There's gonna be a little paraphrase. 
He essentially said Pharrell didn't give him a full beat at first. He said, he's in the back with the keyboards, just him and the engineer. He ain't even got the beat all the way made. This is how this gets down. He don't say a word. He just, and then he like makes a hand gesture, like the talking hand gesture, and he says, he don't say a word, and it's my job to make that shit make sense. Then he, talk, then he talks about Pharrell's performance on the song and how amazing he thought it was. And he said that <clears throat> uh, Dunn took the bar all, all the way up. I cannot let Pharrell outwrap me on my own motherfucking song. So Pharrell then makes Snoop rewrite a verse of the song. <laughs> like, I love this so much. Pharrell's like, we're going to do a song together. Uh, I'm going to work on the beat. Just go in there and rap. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Full beat. <laughs> then... Snoop writes some of the verses, and Pharrell goes, no, we need to rewrite that verse. <laughs> he says, that that third verse, that ain't it. <laughs> That's what Pharrell tells him. So Snoop reworks it, and then they record it, and Snoop has expressed like numerous times the amount of respect he has for Pharrell and how Pharrell pushing him made this song better, which it landed on every damn chart. He also said that Dre called him up, after hearing the song and told him that the song was awesome and that he loved it as well, which Snoop has gone on to say, like, to him, that is like, you know, he's like, if Dre tells you it's good, then you know it's good. Like, so I just think that's really cool. And we've talked previously on the show about the fact that Pharrell has worked with, like, everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because he was always there, but, like, nobody really, nobody was talking about Pharrell. And then one day he comes out and, like, starts releasing these songs and everybody's talking about Pharrell and his weird-ass Well, he was in the Neptunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. N-E-R-D. Right. But that's what I mean. Nobody was oh, yeah, talking N-E-R-D. about Nobody was talking about <clears throat> Pharrell. All right. Yeah, yeah, he's sort of like a modern-day Quincy Jones in a way. Yeah, he's... Kind of, yeah. Yeah. He's extremely talented and has done, like, a ton he, of he's shit. He's even worked with uh, Dave Grohl a few yes. times. Yes, yeah. So, well, I think at this point, he's one of those people that people just want to work with. Right. Kind of like, uh, uh, was it Nate Dogg back in the day? Yeah. Like I everyone mean, wanted Or Timberland. Or, yeah, that's why I meant Timberland. Sorry. You start seeing these people that's like everything they touch, man. Right. <laughs> it's like, I want to work with that person. and so. It's a hit. It's a, it's a hit. Boom. <laughs> Have him on it. It's going to be number one. All right. Mm-hmm. So we are moving into Matt's list now. So everything's going right. to turn to shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually like Matt's list a lot. Like I said, it's a little off the beaten path, but really good shit. So we're going to start with this track right Chia. Ain't that commercial. Let's rock a fly suits and jewelry. But we can rock shows with no rehearsal with the rebels of rhythm and you. Yeah, because I'm nice, smooth, hot as a bone. Since I pick up the microphone, I'm hotter than Brimstone. The rays are sharp, crossbow, accurate, and drop the multiverbal milligram supplement. Plus, invent theological word advance. Been too legit to quit before the hammer. So, in all fairness, I accidentally skipped your first track, but that's okay. Uh, this is the influence by Jurassic 5, came out in 2001. One and one of the things yeah. that I really yeah. dig personally about this is how early '90s, late '80s yep. this song sounds yeah. and feels. It's like very they kid and play, very much a Sugar Hill Gang inspired group. Yeah, this. I mean, this that it's very kid and play esque in the yep. way it comes mm-hmm. off. Like I said, Matt likes going a bit off the beaten path. Uh, I'm glad he did because it, your choices are really good. Nice. This song here is all about their ability and skills when it comes to hip hop. Yep. It talks about how some rappers succeed without being real, but how they're in the game and making it happen. Um, it's talking about how rap is about the lyric and the sound and not about all the material things. At this point, they're saying like all these other rappers are singing about all the material shit. 
like, oh, we got cars and diamond rings and all this. And they're like, that's not what it's about. Uh, this song celebrates hip hop artistry over everything else, which is really cool. It's the second track off the album Quality Control. Um, another song that commercially, the song wasn't a massive commercial success, but this is one of the most loved songs by the fans. So it's highly respected in the rap world as well. Uh, the album itself peaked at number seven. But Matt, why did you put it on your mix? Because he liked the movie. <laughs> Jurassic 5. <laughs> the fifth one's not that. I was like, where's he getting? Where's he coming with this Listen, one? the fifth one is not great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, my friend John uh, back in the day got me into Jurassic 5 and uh, some dilated peoples. And he actually got me into Outcast as well. Uh, we talked about it on the last episode, and uh, we we actually went on a road trip for a couple of weeks, and just you know playing music like all over the country, uh, mostly the Midwest. And that album, uh, Quality Control, was one of the things that was just always playing in the car. So yeah, I got to, I got to know that that album very very well, and the influence is one of those songs like. If it's playing in my car, I am probably singing along to every word of it. They're they're also a really interesting group. Like, first off, not not too many hip hop groups have two DJs, and they are actually, you know, getting samples and everything and doing it doing it that way. They're not trying to make beats. They're all it's like actual turntables. They try to kind of go more with the old school hip hop than more of like the new school stuff and yeah, yeah it works i mean fan. like we said it's it it pulls you back like when you hear this yeah. stuff it t- it takes you back and i know jurassic five i don't know them well but i do know them yeah. so this was one of those ones where you put it on and i'm like all right that's that's a really cool song yeah um, there's several guys in the group and they all like have pretty distinct voices too especially charlie tuna this guy's like six five like just huge like charlie really deep what? voice Tuna. Charlie tuna. tuna, as in tuna, tuna. Oh, like as in you yeah. can tune a guitar but not a fish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know that cartoon fish with the glasses on. Yeah. Can I? Can I say the that? Dolphin safe hip hop. So I actually accidentally skipped the, the technical first song on Matt's list. Not that it really matters to the people yeah. at home, but it threw me off when I looked up. I'm like, oh shit! I hit the wrong play, and so I just went into those notes. But this is actually the first song you sent me. And again, know the artist, did not know the song, but it kicks ass. From head to toe dipping with a mean strut yeah. Throwing and blowing green stuff Hella cream dub with the bling cup Yeah, Rock Me Amadeus, yo Also a little bit of Queen is in this song If you didn't know, they mix a little Queen in here This is Tech 9 I'm a player and He's I, coming to concert here soon Yeah, this well this song is <laughs> Fucking great, is what I'm saying Yeah, uh, came out in 2002 Off his fourth album, Absolute Power Um Unless you're talking about the 2005 remix from the album Vintage Tech, which uses music from the Houdini song Friends. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if you knew that, but... Did not. Anyway, Matt, I'm going to go out on a limb to say one of the reasons you might have picked this is because it 
features Casey native Chris Calico, <laughs> but we're going to find that out in a moment for and sure. <laughs> also, just Casey native Tech Nine. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, the song has themes of self-assurance, success, and individuality. It gives us a glimpse of his persona and tells about the struggles he faces, uh, faced getting to where he is today. Um, this is a fun-ass song. Uh, again, mm. didn't have a lot of commercial success at the time, but it is considered, again, a fan favorite, and most of his fans consider it one of his best songs. Uh, I like it a lot, Matt, but why don't you yep. tell us why you put it on the mix? Uh, well, strangely enough, uh, Connie will love hearing this. Uh, Tech Nine was actually at the same restaurant we were at for our first date. Connie got to the restaurant before I did, and Tech Nine was there, and he was just like looking over at her for some reason. And when I got there, she had no idea who it was, and I sat down and I was like, holy shit, Tech Nine's over there. She's like, he's been looking at me this whole time I got here. He's just always around like Kansas City. It's not uncommon to just go somewhere and tech nine just hanging out there he's in the bushes watching you right now <laughs> he might be surprise so, motherfucker yeah. there's, a, there's a reason his his record label is called strange music but um when, i actually work next door to the studio that he owns in in lee summit for a while when you see him next time you know what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> you go get him on the show Right. Yeah. Uh, it's funny I've, because I've thought he was, about reaching out before, believe it or not. He was sitting there and uh his buddy sat down sat down and so what's going on? He said, I think that's Connie over there at that table. <laughs> it was just the whole he was starstruck, you know. It's Connie, yeah. you know. Um yeah, by the I way, mean, Connie just, doesn't have a last name. From now on she's like Cher or Madonna. Yeah, she's, she's just, just Connie. Connie. <laughs> so we'll refer to her from here on yeah. out. Like Princess Pickle Pants, that's another one she goes by. <laughs> Was that self-appointed or did you give her that name? That one was actually self-appointed. Yeah. <laughs> Princess oh. Pickleball. I didn't know we could do that. I'm just going to give yeah. myself. It was like her elf name <laughs> that got generated on Facebook or MySpace or something. You know, it's yeah. kind of cool because that's how, um, that's how, did you, you know, that jo- Childish Gambino came from one of those name, oh, yeah. name generators? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so did Post Malone. Yeah. Did it really? That's kind of neat. I didn't Pretty know sure. that. But I think that's funny that he's he saw Childish Gambino and went with it and it just sort of worked. Yeah. That might have been a, a Wu Tang name generator. So I'm gonna look this up because yeah, Spe- another band yeah. that does the shimmy shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> the shimmy shimmy yas. Yeah, they don't do cocoa pop, but <laughs> shimmy shimmy yas. Post Malone's name. Origin. Have you guys ever seen the video of the kids redoing that rap song? name generator? Uh, You've never seen the video of the kids singing that Wu Tang's? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I haven't seen amazing. the video, but it's I've so great. Heard the song? Yeah. It's not really a video. They're all just in a room doing it together. It's it's amazing. It's like, like a this bunch is, of kindergartners. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, they're they're playing like little uh, xylophones and stuff. They yeah. got like one of those little tinky piano things. Like, ding, yeah. ding, yeah. It's great. Um, it's adorable. So yeah. Matt has one more song, and we're gonna go ahead and play that now, and then we'll get into uh, Stewie's list. So here's Matt's last song. I'm trying to find a balance. I'm trying to build a balance. Trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance. So now I keep a close eye on my pets because they make most of their moves off of instinct and sense. It's eat, sleep, fuck, and self-defense. 
so straight you can set your clocks in place best. All right, so I said that all of Matt's choices were fantastic, and I knew two of the bands, but I don't really know anything by these guys. This is Atmosphere, trying to find a balance from 2003 from the album Seven's Travels. Matt seems to have a little theme going uh, here as this one takes a look at the balance between the beauty and the BS of life. So we talked about the fact that you had a song where they talked about you know, how things aren't all about material things and that things are about finding the art in rap. And this one is all about the balance between the good and the bad in life. It is saying that society holds material items. Power and fame is something to strive for, but that those things don't matter. Uh, the other thing that Matt did was pick three great songs that didn't land on the charts. None of these were big chart <laughs> successes. Um, obviously, we like to talk about hit songs here. We like to talk about songs that hit the chart. And I like to tell you where they hit the, on the chart, but um, it's kind of cool because these are fantastic picks and shedding a little light from time to time on songs that might not have been as mainstream is, is, a, is a good thing even if that light is KC shining us to an uh, ass pocket full of whiskey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to have at least one mention per show, though. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you put this on your mix. Why don't you tell us why? This one, actually, it, it's weird. I, I got this song on a sampler CD from Epitaph Records, and most of it, most of that sampler was like, other bands that were on Epitaph at the time was like Rancid and a lot of punk bands. And then just in the middle of it was Atmosphere trying to find a balance. I was like, they have rap groups on Epitaph Records? All That's right, cool. we'll check this out. And was like, wow, this is great. I, I love this. And instantly put it on my uh, non-iPod, but it, it was in very heavy rotation. And then when I discovered the rest of the album, the rest of that album is awesome as well. So do you, um, do you do actually you, had a hard time Casey, picking which Stu, song? Do you guys there. know this band? Have you heard this band? I have never heard. No, of I have not. I like the beat though. Yeah, Stu was yeah. jamming over here, Matt. Oh yeah, I'm, Dude, I didn't mean to, to interrupt the you, but I'm listening to you tell about how you found it and how great the album is, and I'm looking at Stewie's face, and he's kind of nodding, and I'm like, "Is it just me? Did anybody else know this band?" And no, this song is fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, Stewie was over here during playing during the whole thing playing, and he's just like bobbing the head, getting into it. And that's uh, why I said you really want to bob your head, listen to uh, the Key to Life versus Fifteen Minutes of Fame or something like that. Okay. I think that's the name of it. It's it's kind of a long title. Um, that's another one. It's a lot faster, less aggressive. It's a lot more fun. But yeah, just that it's, whole album is just really, have you really good. checked? Are they is this album on Spotify? Atmosphere yeah. trying yep. to uh, seven seven travels. Yeah, it's really good, and I like that you kind of went, like I said, a little off the beaten path with... Now, I, I knew Jurassic 5, I knew Tech 9, but I'd never heard of these guys, and like so I said, it's kind of cool to yeah. talk From track Minneapolis, hits. Minnesota, if I remember right. Which isn't what this... I mean, we do episodes which are like, yeah. what was the top of this year or whatever, but it, it, it's key to remember why I like us to talk about hits, because it gets people involved. What we're talking yeah. about is what we think. These are these are just tracks that kind of need to be on a playlist, and it's like it's really cool that you added some stuff that people might not know as well. So yeah. pretty cool, man. Cool, cool. Uh, Stu didn't do that. <laughs> Stu went kind of the same route as I went. Uh, he put shit that everybody knows and everybody gonna like, and that's that's well, fine. It's, ma it's mainly because I was in the. Uh the clubs back in the day and you know this is all yeah. that shit that was playing well so what matt just said 
I have some tracks from the 2000s that probably nobody has ever heard but me. Well, I don't, I mean, any of us guys, not like the rest of the world, because there used to be these things like Apple used to do this thing where they would release these tracks every week for free. Yep. And I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember and I that. would always download them, and sometimes they'd be oh. rap and shit, and I'd get really into them. And they sometimes they would become really popular, and sometimes they wouldn't, but I kept them all, and I still listen yeah. to a lot of them. So, side note, know. real quick, um, going back to Atmosphere, I'm on their Wikipedia page, and apparently, uh, trying to find a balance is also in Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. so that's cool. Tony you may Hawk. have heard it if you played that game and didn't know what it was. All right, well, let's go into Stewie's list. This is Stewie's first pick right here. But this is his song. They see me rolling, they hate so did we just real life play Weird out or original artist? No, I did that on purpose. All right, so I actually did try to play White and Nerdy first, but what you guys didn't catch is there was some kind of glitch. It took forever, and then it tried to play double, so we just cut it. This is Riding or Riding Dirty from 2005 by Chamillionaire. <laughs> what a name. Uh, no big secret what this song is about. It's about racial profiling and getting pulled over because it is assumed that since he is black, he is riding around with illegal shit like guns and drugs in his car. Mm -hmm. Hence, they assume he's riding dirty. The song features Crazy Bone and has the rest of the Bone Boys in the music video as well. So all of Bone Thugs and Harmonies in the video and Crazy Bone actually is on the song. <clears throat> uh, like I said, I tried to open with Weird Al's White and Nerdy. <laughs> uh, but here's something really cool about this, in case you guys didn't know. So, Chamillionaire won a Grammy for Best Rap Performance by a duo or group for this song. And he walks up to Weird Al on the red carpet, right? And, you know, I imagine at this point, Weird Al's a little nervous when, <laughs> when rappers just walk up to him <laughs> because of things that happened in the past. But actually, Chamillionaire w walks up and says, you know, thank you for White and Nerdy. He, s he tells Weird Al that he believes that him creating a parody made it undeniable that this was the rap song of the year and that he believes Weird Al was a large part of why he won the Grammy, which I think is amazing. Weird Al has talked about it numerous times. Most people consider it an honor to have Weird Al do a song. He always gets permission. He tries to get it from the artist, but he always gets permission first. And when Weird Al is never trying to make fun of the person, so... I think it's really cool that he went up and said all that stuff to Al and you know, I just thought that was really cool. Um, so it was the second single from his debut studio album, the sound of revenge ranked number three on Rolling Stones, hundred best songs of 2006 and number six on BET's top hundred music videos of 2006 best selling ringtone in 2006. This is something that we're, I never realized we were going to have to start talking about. Oh, yeah, the yeah. ringtone. But, but about we that. do now, and I, I, we'll get into that. But it was the best selling ringtone in 2006 with 3.2 million in sales, certified by the RIAA as the first multi platinum master tone artist in history. Oh, shit. Because of mm. that. I had no idea. Huh? Uh, as far as the regular charts go, it was number six in Australia and Canada, number two on the UK singles chart, number one on the hip hop chart, and number one on the Billboard Hot 100 amongst hitting other charts across the country as well. Six-time platinum in Canada, going gold in the UK and also in the US, and as we mentioned, four-time platinum on the master tone ringtone chart. Stewie, why the 
frack did you put this on your mix? Well, mainly because uh, you took all my other ones first. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Good answer. <laughs> but actually, uh, this is the kind of music I was listening to when I used to hang out in the club with a bunch of friends and everything. It's really uh, good, catchy dance music on top of it. Plus, it hits pretty hard in the car if you got a good sound system. It does. Matt's not wrong, though. It is really hard for me not to hear White and Nerdy the second. Oh, no, yeah, instantly. <laughs> Which I should have pulled the charts on White and Nerdy to see, because I know it was a huge hit for Weird Al as well. Um, I'll look at it real quick. Which is, yeah, so it's crazy. And it's weird when I hear the actual Riding Dirty song. Because <laughs> you go automatically on the lyrics for They see me mowing also, my front uh, yard. appear in the... Yes, Key and, Key and Peele bringing them back. Yeah, they yeah. appear in the video for the song as well. Um, it's a great song. And I think, like, what really... Have we heard anything else from Shamillionaire? Not really. No, no. I think that's, like, one of his only ones. That kind of sucks when that happens, because obviously there's some I think there was talent. a couple out there that was, like, up there, but not as big as this one. So we've talked about this in oh, certain geez. genres of music. Um, we, we, we did a... When we did the episode on... Um, swing music, for example, or new new swing, and we talk about rap, and we've talked about other styles of music. Punk is a big one. Where just because they land on the charts and that thing takes off, and they don't necessarily land on the the mainstream charts again for a while or at all, doesn't mean they're not out there like killing it in their genre. Rap is a hard one sometimes to land on mainstream, depending on the subject matter that they're talking about. And then a lot of times they have to be heavily edited to make it out there anyway. Right. So, you know. Especially uh, if you want would, radio would you like some, uh, some white and nerdy chart positions? Sure. Uh, number 12 on the Australian Digital Track Chart, or the ARIA. Uh, number 9 on the Canadian Digital Songs Chart. 14 on Swedish Singles Chart. Uh, 80 on the UK singles chart and number nine on the US Billboard Hot 100. Nice. Making it Weird Al's first top 10 hit on Billboard's Hot 100. That seems of crazy. Of his entire career. That seems crazy. So he did and all yeah. that and Thriller was, or not It was Thriller. higher, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I liked when Weird Al I mean, did Thriller. It actually says it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Remember when Weird Al dances in the Thriller video and does that whole song with Vincent Price in it? I meant bad. <laughs> you mean fat. It was, fat. It's actually his first and only Billboard Hot 100 top 10 hit. That's crazy. Number nine, certified platinum by the RAA. Top 10. I mean, he was still on the charts with other it's, stuff. It's yeah, just it's his only the top first 10. single of his. I would have thought Eat It, though, Stu. I'm not. I, yeah. I really would have. Um, All right. There's a note of Eat It in here, too, but we can. Move on from that if you want. We have well, we got two more by Stewie, and then we got we got the best list, which is Kevin's. Mm. Oh shucks! <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's actually really good. That's it, okay. Yeah, uh, but Stu's got Stu's got uh, a couple more songs, and this is his second pick. Right, cheer. Get out the way, bitch! Get out the way, bitch! Oh shit! Get out, loot Get out the way, bitch! Get out the way, bitch! The ultimate get out uh, traffic way. song. With Mr. Kyle. 2001. Ludacris. Move, Mystic bitch. Guy. Get out the way. From the album Word of Mouth, it was the fourth single and features uh, I-20 and Mystical. 
Uh, it hit the U.S. charts, number 10 on the Hot 100, number 3 on the Hot Rap and Hot R&B Hip Hop chart. It was actually his first top 10 song. Um, we've all heard this song, guys. Mm-hmm. TV, movies. This, On the road. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this, oh, this song has been in numerous TV shows and movies at this point. It's like, a, it's. I think it was in Bad Boys or one of the Bad Boys, the second one maybe. It was Probably in, in Deadpool. It was in an episode. It was in an episode. It was in an episode of... Uh, shut up, Matt. I heard you. Um, it was in an episode of Castle, I think. So this song's been in everything. Uh, this song is all about the hustle. It's all about pushing out the competition, getting them out of the way. Don't stand in the way of progress, bitch. Just get out of his way. Oh, see, I thought this was a whole road race. Thing. No, it's actually uh, more of a metaphor about getting in the way of progress and uh, getting in Ludacris's way and move, yeah. bitch, get out my way. It cause... works for both. <laughs> all right. Um, there's really not a lot more to say about it as far as what the song is about, but Stewie, we're going to ask you why you felt it necessary to add this to your mix this week besides the fact that it's Ludacris and we all love Ludacris. Well, I use it towards my road rage. <laughs> I use it. Oh, bitch. Got yeah. the way. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely a. a we always say we're going to do a list song. of uh, songs not to drive angry to. This is one. And, of them. Yeah, this would be a good mm-hmm. one. Uh, because, it, it, God, what what can you say about Ludacris, man? He's another one of those kind of goofy ass fun rappers that you're just like. Yeah. It's, it's a great feels song. Feels like a midget is hanging from his knuckles. <clears throat> It's a great song. There's nothing really the reason why I like love it, but it's it's just all around good song. Yeah, on it's, top of it. yeah, it's a lot of fun. So fair. I like that you added it to your list. Um, look, I got to warn you about your next song. <laughs> the last song oh, no. on your list. Um, I need Casey Stu. I need your help. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna need you guys to help keep Matt under control. Uh-uh. Oh no. Alright, so here is Stu's third choice. Hold up, slow up, stop, control like Janet. Planet stay on the Antonia. Moving like floor comes straight to Florida. Drop like you want to get blocked quarters. Put it up on bell, cause the women's in order. Like a three-piece dish for a cut your daughter. You cut on talk a bell, then I hit the border. Pity pan rapper trying to get the five. I'm a microphone being trying to stay alive. When you come to eight, you know what you may not have to do. Nice. EOB. And not the flatter throat. Settle down, Matt. <laughs> I, I muted myself for a minute, so you're welcome. Outcast, uh, bombs over Baghdad, Bob, from the year 2000, uh, off the album Stankonia. Now that one I get right. Okay, thank Stankonia. you because I couldn't hit that note. Aquamini is not the album this week. It is Stankonia. Um, Stankonia released as the first single. Uh, we talked about Outcast last week, and like I said, we're gonna have to keep Matt under control. As we all know he loves them so very, very much. Uh, believe it or not, this wasn't a massive radio commercial success, uh, but it landed at number nine on the UK hip hop charts, number 69, shut up, Stu, on the US hot R&B hip hop chart. It was certified about it at first. It was actually, it was certified platinum in the US and it is considered one of the greatest songs ever, according to Blender and Rolling Stones magazine. Uh, of course the war in Iraq back in 2003 did help propel this song quite a bit. Right. It was used a lot because of that. There was a war? (laughs) (laughs) 2003 was kind of a blur for me. That was so just deadpan. So good. There was a war? Of the song's actual structure, Big Boy has said, everybody's been doing 
music like uh, like they all have the same formula. E equals MC square. They get a beat, an MC. Haha, I thought that was clever that he said uh, e equals MC square. Nice. <laughs> Somebody to sing the hook uh, and go platinum. Where's music going to go when everybody's trapped in the same repetitious flow? Uh, so one of the things Kevin mentioned last week was that there was also a Rage Against the Machine remix of this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic, by the way. <laughs> you, so you checked it. It is wonderful. I actually yeah. knew that one. It came out the same year, the original remix. Uh, yeah. came out the same year. And so I, I heard it first. Really? Um, yeah. I don't, oh. And I don't know how that was because I don't remember hearing it on the radio. I assume somebody I was around, I could take some guesses at that time, was, was, was playing it because I knew some real... I knew some Rage Against the Machine fans. It's probably someone's MySpace page. So, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> great. That would be awesome if it was. Um, oh, MySpace. So, Kevin had mentioned that there was the Rage mix when we talked about uh, Outcast last week. We were actually talking about Rosa Parks, but we got into this song a little bit too. And that's where Kevin told Matt to go listen to that cover because you had never heard it. Well, the remix is not really a cover. So, in 2020, it was announced that Zach De La Rocha. Um, his remix of the song would actually appear on the 20th anniversary album or release of Stank Anya later really? that year. So the remix was also made in 2000, like I said, and released on rock stations, whereas opposed to, which again might be, I liked Outcast a lot at this point in time, but uh, this is 2000, you know, it's early, it's still early days. I'm probably still listening to crap like WEBN here. I don't really listen to that anymore, but. Back then, I probably was still listening to EBN. So it's again, it's very, very likely that's why I heard that version first. But I didn't know the whole thing about them putting the remix on the 20th anniversary release, which I think is really cool. Uh, Stewie, you picked it though. So why'd you add this to the mix? Uh, it was mainly due to the video because I, I used to mm. watch it, it had those hyper colors all over mm, it. It's very yeah. flashy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was the, that was amazing. It was very, uh, High Couple intensity of music, too. so it was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it's very. I was, re- I was reading about the uh, let's see the uh, the making of that video. I think they based it off the uh, movie Run Lola Run. Oh, that's cool. I love uh, that movie yeah. so much. That was a good movie. Yeah, and that would make sense because that movie's very fast paced with the high intensity music yeah. and the kind of flashy mm-hmm. colors and the flashing scenes. Right, that would make sense. Uh, you're not wrong, and Stewie, this this is very. Uh, high intensity song and for somebody with ADD they're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Dude, when yeah. I first heard this song I saw colors so I get it Ooh. saw colors or you heard colors yeah, saw colors I tasted them <laughs> yeah, <right>. mm, purple <laughs> alright so now we're gonna go into Casey's list uh, and Casey again man I mean it's Hard to argue. Uh, all of these could have been on just about any of our lists as well. They, they're they just, all the songs this week kind of make sense to me. And this is Casey's first pick. Go shawty, it's your birthday. We gonna party like it's your birthday. We gonna sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck if that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the eggs. I'm gonna take drugs. I'm gonna have a sex. I ain't gonna I, I love the line so much that, and we don't give a fuck, it's not your birthday. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is Fitty. This is Fitty Cent into Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go to 2003 for this one here. Get Richard Die trying. 
Again, his debut album. What a debut album it was. Dude, had multiple yeah. hits on that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, nominated for a Grammy for Best Male Rap Solo Performance and Best Rap Song. Uh, the video won Best Rap Video and Best New Artist at the 2003 MTV Video Music Awards. Um, so, in case you didn't know, Fiddy was discovered by Eminem the year prior to this album. Um, so, Eminem takes him out to L.A. and introduces him to Dre. Big shocker there. Right. Uh, where he proceeds to record seven tracks in five days for the album, one of them being in the club. So the song had originally been offered to the group D12, but they uh, they kind of took it away from them. <clears throat> they they said that they didn't really seem D12 couldn't really figure out how to arrange the song. D12 properly. being Eminem's band, yeah. Right. So they couldn't really figure out how to arrange the song properly. So they took it from them and gave it to Fiddy. So. Um, this is kind of cool. So for Fiddy, and you have to say Fiddy because that's his name. Fiddy. Fiddy, yeah. Fiddy Cent. Not even 50. Yeah, it's Fiddy, Fiddy Cent. Fiddy. And it's not Cent. It's Cent. <laughs> it's Fiddy Cent. <laughs> uh, so he saw the whole album as a bit of a darker album. And so he decided he wanted to take this song and make it a little more lighter and a little more fun. It worked for him. Here's the funny thing. So he records this song. And Dre like listens to the song and he's like, okay, well, that's a completely different take than what we were picturing at all, but it worked. So we're just going to do it. So even Dre was a little taken aback because I guess when Fiddy did the song, it wasn't what they had in mind. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, number one in Australia, Denmark, Croatia, Germany, Ireland, New Zealand, and Canada. And a bunch of other places that I just didn't list here. Hit number one on the shout out Croatia. Right. Well, I'm right. right. But that's my point. Like, that's kind of odd. I look at the charts a lot and I'm not used to seeing Croatia. I thought, wow. Um, We're a little fiddy. Number one <laughs> on the US. Uh, number one you on the US. me in the club. Number one on four US charts, actually, including hot rap songs, mainstream top 40, and the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, 10-time platinum in Australia, three-time platinum in the UK, nine times in the US, and gold on the master tone chart for ringtones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might have to be something we talk about here and there on the 2000s stuff. Have, have you actually noticed now, like uh, since the age of smartphones and whatever, um, they don't really do the ringtones anymore for like music? Talking to the mic still. I am. You weren't. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, more people listen have a phone ringing now than yeah, you, actually the, did ringtones. Yeah, the ringtones have kind of died. I still do like music as my ringtones, but you're right. A lot of people just use the basic ringtones in their phone now. They don't use like that. Has kind of died out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really I just noticed muted it. Everybody I hadn't really noticed it until you said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. We don't want to talk to you either. Um, <laughs> So the song is about partying in the club, you know, like it's your birthday. Even <laughs> if that's not your birthday. Only it's not your birthday. Uh, did you know that two live crew manager Joseph Weinberger tried to sue for the song? What? Why? Uh, because he claimed it's your birthday or birthday was a stolen line from the album Freak for Life. Yeah, they tossed it out. You can't. Because, I mean, you know, the Beatles <laughs> didn't use it either. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't think you want to set that precedence there joseph this is joseph weinberg uh, 
has all the rights for two life crew stuff, which I also think is whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that lawsuit was dismissed, but you know who didn't dismiss this song? KC, he didn't. He added it to his mix. Uh, KC, why? Well, you know, the first time I heard about this song was uh, actually on my grandmother's funeral. These are what? Her birthday. <laughs> it's like no? uh, every time I think of this song, I think of old grandma who died at age 99 and a half years old. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I hope to make it that far. I don't think I will, but it's you know, good It's not your birthday. <laughs> I mean, I was I was waiting for a little it more. It was not her birthday. No, no. I was waiting for a little more, but uh, okay, no. uh, that's what we're getting. All right. All right. <laughs> no. well, you guys have weird funerals, man. Your family, I don't. Uh, <laughs> so well, anyway, we're going to go to a wine funeral now. <laughs> we're going to play this one for Granny. It's your birthday. <laughs> we're going to party like it's your birthday. Like I, uh, yeah. I mean, your family well, could have been, you know. I'll I'm be missing you. I've met no. I've met quite a bit of Kevin's family. Um, I, I know your well, mom. She's very sweet. This doesn't seem like something she would hit play on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like on the way in the car. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't at the way. I thought this was this all is, a joke, Kevin. This is so this is true. This is real. Very true. Yeah. I just picture now. Was, now I picture oh Kevin's family in the car, all dressed, you know, in yeah, suits we and ties. All, yeah, we were and all in the car, dead silent. Yeah, and this yeah. song comes on. You just see them all mm-hmm. bobbing their heads. Is <laughs> it was a good song. Today's the day we lay. Hey man, Grandma Campbell to rest. You, you, Grandma who? Campbell Coleman, not Campbell. <laughs> well, Coleman. I, to be fair, this is actually <laughs> my uh, my grandma on my mother's side. So she was a hunter. Oh, I so, wouldn't have known that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it wasn't Campbell, but <laughs> clearly not Campbell. Yeah, yeah, what we just learned is it wasn't even, it was just some random grandma. It wasn't some even random Kevin. grandma. They were just on <laughs> the way to te- their funeral. It was yeah. Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. And, yeah, Tevin yeah, Campbell's not, grandma. Not Kevin yeah. Coleman. Um, you know what's funny is we're giving you shit, but like I actually really appreciate, because you guys remember, if you guys recall, from my mom's, um, whatever you want to call it, because I don't really call it a funeral. It was weird. Celebration of life. It, well, sort of, I guess. People were coming up to me and saying, you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but this was the best funeral I've ever been to. And it was mainly because we, we wanted it to be, we like, we, yeah, of yeah. course it's sad, mm. but we actually really wanted it, people to have good memories, like, and yeah. walk away with that. So it is kind of cool that even yeah, though, like streamers and balloons, like and you stuff. have a good memory like, yeah. from that day, which is, it's, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's cool. Hell, we had a bluegrass performance at my grandma's funeral last last week. Oh, we said good memories. I don't like bluegrass Whole. music. All right, so we do got one more, um, two more from Casey, and uh, yeah, this one seems apropos at this point. So we're gonna go ahead and play this one. I got a lot to say about this. It's not even my song, but I got a lot to say. Here we go. You know what the Midwest is, young and restless, restless. Nigga. Might snatch your necklace the next day. Nigga. Might jack your Lexus. Somebody tell who Kanye West is. I walk through the valley of the shower, death is. Top floor, if you alone and leave you breathless. <gasps> Try to catch it. It's kind of hard getting choked by the Texas. Yeah, yeah, and I check the method. They be asking us questions. All right, so, so it's obviously uh, Kanye West, 2004, Jesus Walks, back when he was somewhat tolerable. Yes, and yeah, uh, this correct. is, in my opinion, one of his better songs. Um, also correct. Seriously, this song almost made me like him, but then it didn't. 
Um, <laughs> fourth single totally from the understand. college dropout album. Uh, this song is not a metaphor. It is, in fact, about how Jesus walks with everyone from the sinners to the saints, from the windows to the walls. Um, <laughs> oh, skeet, skeet, skeet. It has parts. Saith the Lord. Skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Some of the skeet, song skeet. is yeah, like damn. spoken from the perspective <laughs> of a drug dealer. Talks about how the media is afraid to talk about songs of faith, you know, because a guy who calls himself Jesus seems very godly to me. Um, anyway, the usual stuff. Uh, heaven forbid they were trying to make. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, he, he played the demo for a lot of different execs and they turned him down. Because they said he wasn't talking about the things that rap songs typically talk about that earn money and make songs famous. And he got all pissed off about that. Heaven forbid they were trying to make money as business entities and they, you know, wouldn't believe this song would sell. I'm giving them a lot of shit, uh, but this song's actually, there's a lot of disdain dripping from my voice right now. I'm not a fan of Kanye. I totally get it. Um, But uh, in all honesty, this was a a really good song. It was a pretty decent song. The problem I have with this song on a personal level now is... Kanye. uh, Yeah. So I listened to the song back in 2004. I thought it was a pretty good song. But now from 2023 perspective, and I go back and listen to it, I hear all the typical Kanye shit in this song. We just didn't quite know he was there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Very true. Like, seriously, there's a lot of crap in this song where he's like so full of himself but i didn't know that at the time because again this is 2004 kanye not 2023 Mm -hmm. kanye and that stuff starts coming out after this um i actually did like this song a lot it landed number 37 in australia number six on the uk hip-hop r&b 11 on the billboard hot 102 on the billboard hot r&b hip-hop chart gold in the uk three-time platinum in the u.s it really doesn't matter if i like this song or not because kc Put it on his mix, KC. Why? Explain it. <laughs> Explain yourself. Well, uh, I'll admit, I mean, this one, you know, pains me to, like, put on the list because... Why did you? Kanye fa- <laughs> well, I'm not a Kanye fan, but... Well, but you're a Kanye I fan? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I do, I <laughs> do, I get it. I mean, let me explain. I mean, like, for years <laughs> with Kanye, I've, like, I like a... A, quite a bit of his songs actually but i tolerated the madness but until like the last couple of years I was like i'm done i can't do this anymore i couple? erased all my kanye discography off of my phone mm-hmm. and pretty much yeah i can't listen to kanye anymore which is fair hey man like last week i put puffy on there and i know that there's a lot of feelings but we're talking about early 2000s rap and it's not mm-hmm. insane to think that Kanye would make somebody's list Kanye was massively huge I mean people yeah. it's, in my opinion this is a Jason opinion uh, people gave him credit for all sorts of shit that I don't feel he deserved because I don't think he originated half as much as he'd like us to think he did I think he took it from other people but his influence in the world of rap was was massive at this point in time so no very much so adding them to a list makes sense and if you're gonna add them to a list this is a good song to add to the list Mm -hmm. have you guys heard uh the interview with snoop dogg talking about kanye recently no (laughs) yeah go look go look for that (laughs) i love snoop so much (laughs) uh you know i gotta tear him a new one Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
He calls them for a few choice things, basically. All right. Yeah. Uh, That's my yeah. life. Yeah. God bless Snoop Dogg. God bless Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Jesus walks with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is the uh, black Betty White, in my opinion. That guy, Ooh. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's pretty wonderful. Yeah. He really is a cool dude. I mean, just, just look at what he's I done. I thought he was the black Martha Stewart. No. He's no. the black with Martha Stewart. <laughs> hey man, you gotta wonder, right? You have, you, you know, you want to, you know, people have asked him like, "So Snoop, just for the story right, alone, that's what you're hitting that, right?" <laughs> he's, I mean, he's admitted that they've smoked weed together numerous times. On, there, there is another them. great clip. I think it's from um, New Year's a couple of years ago. Anyway, these dudes are interviewing him, and they're they basically want to do a thing where they ask him where he has smoked weed, and it's <laughs> oh, I've heard about it's that. It's so oh, good. Yeah. It's like. White House, yeah. He's like, he's. I have you smoked weed at the White House? I smoked weed outside the White House. He just and it's like everywhere. It's like, yep, yep. (laughs) And who you've smoked it with? It's so good. It's dude. If he would have said in the White House with Barack Obama, that would have been awesome. I I love him so much. You know, wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt. I think it it was kind of implied. It was sort of implied. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, of course. I mean, you know. I mean, honestly, like if Barack Obama came out tomorrow and said. Huh, I did it for the story. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah that was good. That was, good. That was a good Obama there, buddy. Oh, thank you. My, I always said we to go completely off on a few second tangent. I always talk about the fact that we already are on the like, the amount no. of more respect I would have had for Bill Clinton if he'd have been like, yeah, I smoked yeah. weed. It was college. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Instead, <laughs> you sound like a dumbass by saying I never inhaled. I'm like, oh, you sound like every nerd. <laughs> like you just say yes it was college i smoked weed everybody smoked weed as the beatles once said everybody smoked pot um so kevin actually has one more but this is the one weirdest more. this is the weirdest song in my opinion it's not bad about to say this has to be the weirdest song it is the weirdest song on today's list from kevin. it's not bad all right I brought your ass pocket of whiskey come on he did bring us that is true I, I wish you would get the name of that album right it is a ass pocket full of whiskey oh that's right a ass pocket full of ass pack a pocket an ass packet of whiskey ass packet is that like a stroke button ass packet doesn't that deserve a Caliente stroke Jim Gaffigan meets <laughs> blues, uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Shut up. This is... <laughs> what was that from? All right. All right. All right. Shut up. Oh, it's uh, that, it was a comedian who called the sex line. That was... He's like... He's like, tell me, truck or clock? Who wants it? You remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you want to pull up alongside me out of respect for the way I handle my rig. <laughs> Matt, if you've never heard this. It's, I don't think I have, he, it's a. I don't remember who it is. Uh, what, I think it was like, uh, it was like some guy on Bob and Tom. Yeah, he's a comedian. He calls like a sex line. <laughs> and he records it. Was it like Rodney Carrington? It was somebody like, like that. Yeah. I don't remember, but it's he's, he's a truck or clock. Who wants it? Who wants it? Uh, this is Kevin's last pick. Do for her, keep her in a new fur, so she looks sweet when she go to meet the Not the Buddha, get the grenadiers, twist it, put it in the air, come here, kiss it, listen here, scooter, let her try to bag you when she's on the rag, never let her fry the ragu, which will have you under some type of spell, crying dag, boo, her name on your back in a tattoo, whether a bougie or a nerd whole street chick, don't call a white Watching Stu's face, trying to figure out who it is, mm. he doesn't know who it is, that's okay. Yeah, this is- 
this guy's a very obscure rapper, but oddly enough, he's quoted as, well, a lot of artists reply, uh, call him your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Really? Oh. Yeah, for good reason. Interesting. Well, this is Hoe Cakes by MF Doom. Mm-hmm. He's, I, he's I the like, guy that wears like that. MF Doom. He yeah. wears yeah. like that metal, uh, almost looks like a gladiator mask. Yeah. You've seen him. You've seen him. If you Passed saw the mask. a few you, years ago. Yeah, like fairly recently. Uh, yeah. I, Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I didn't know if you had like any additional. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I do. Well, um, yeah. Basically, I, the reason why I chose MF Doom, uh, like a few, like uh, I want to say, like several months ago, but we were coming up with like uh, artists that we would, you know, try to bring back. Yeah. Um, you know, I chose you know David Bowie and Tupac, but it was going to be a toss up between MF Doom and Tupac. Because I thought both those rappers brought a lot of, um, you know, um, a lot of good influence to hip hop in general. Mm-hmm. And MF Doom, yeah, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's been, you know, on different um, albums with the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, let's see, Tyler the Creator uh, was a huge fan of him, and like one of that his makes idols. so much sense. Yeah, um, and Hoe Cakes, not only does he, like, is, I don't know, a rap god in my opinion, but he also was one of the very first rappers to be a part of the Rock the Vote campaign. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so I have a lot of respect for MF Doom. Well, wow. I've actually, I just pulled it up. I was like, I've never seen this really? guy before. Even I knew who he was, even though never. I don't really, yeah. Um, and I was into you know who, there, who else would be time. happy if you brought back Tupac? Me, Jada Pinkett. Um, anyway, so <laughs> this is from Wow. This All is right. from the 2004 album. 2004 album. Mmm, food. Yep. <laughs> this name of the album. Uh, so hoe cakes are. That's a real food. It's sort of yep. like uh, hot cakes, but like more of a cornbread thing. They're delicious. If you've never had a yep. hoe cake, you should have hoe cake. Sometimes uh, we call them Johnny cakes, but yeah, they are yummy. Delicious. Yes, uh, but the, but this song is not about hoe cakes. This song is about keeping things under control with how men treat your hoes. <laughs> oh, so it's meaning hoe cakes like hoes. Yeah, it's not what you think though. It's not how the pimp handles his hoes. It's how the pimp handles the guys who are fucking around with his hoes. Oh, uh, odd as it may seem, uh, this song promotes treating hoes with respect and professionalism. <laughs> Wait, yeah. oh, what? Yes, treat your hoes as bitches. You treat, treat yeah. your hoes as what, bitches. The, f- the fact that you're calling them hoes in the first place. That's what this song is about. I can't yeah. help that that's... I didn't... <laughs> listen, I didn't write it. I'm telling you what it's about. Uh, the song does not appear to have uh, charted at all. Um, oh, God. Yeah. But the album itself did okay. I don't think okay. any song by MF Doom ever charted, but, but I could be totally wrong on that. Probably not. But the, the album did, did all right. Uh, it was number 17 on the Billboard Independent album chart, number nine on the Heat Seeker chart. Uh, and just making it, making it onto the Billboard. So the we talk a lot about the charts. Obviously, the biggest charts are the Billboard Hot 100. Uh-huh. That's when you talk about a song that is considered a hit. has to make it on the Hot 100 in order to be considered a hit. And the album chart would be the 200 album chart. That's If your album makes that, your album's considered a hit. And this landed 199 on the Billboard 200 albums chart. So it did make that. Yeah. So you've already uh, told thing, us why you added another, it to your mix, but another thing I like to add about this album, I think he used the proceeds to help um, hungry kids. Yeah. So, so yeah. if you read about him, he is awesome, like just awesome. 
Um, I, I, I knew who he was again. I don't know if I could tell you a single track, but I'd seen him. I knew the picture you and I talked a few weeks ago cause you were joking that you were going to go as MF doom for Halloween. It's an easy, you know, costume and you know. get like a gladiator mask. I already got a hoodie. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's from your, uh, Unabomber costume you did a couple years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you did like uh, the last year's costume where I went as Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, early 2000s Mark Zuckerberg. Doesn't he just always he wear just the same blink. clothes? <laughs> and then, I, did you just not blink? <laughs> I had a lot of eye drops. I'm pretty sure, like The Simpsons, he wears all the same. Or he did. He had the same outfits, so he didn't so have to think about it. So you're going to go Zuckerberg this year because that means you'll have to train think some. You MMA. might be thinking of uh, Steve Jobs. No, I'm pretty sure that was Zuckerberg. He's maybe it was Jobs. But I think it was Zuckerberg. He does I think a lot of those tech guys do. He's that done same some thing. really yeah. weird stuff. Like for a minute, he was only going to eat stuff that he either grew or hunted. <laughs> oh yeah. I think when you've got all that money, you're like, sure. all right, I'm bored. What am I going to yeah. do? Yeah. I know. Kill the deadliest prey of all. You guys, man. man. <laughs> you got to imagine <laughs> that they've thought about that. Of course. I mean, and listen. Bezos. I'm aware that he can shut down this show in a heartbeat, but. I'm not, not happy with Elon yeah. Musk right now and the fact that he apparently is going Dude. after DC to force them to put uh, Amber Heard in. Did you hear yeah. about this? Oh, yeah. God. In the Aquaman movie? He threatened to, He threatened his quote, his quote, that he will burn the place down. Basically saying he can buy them and shut down. Like, why would you do that? Like, why are you... Like, way to yeah. know your audience, man. Like, way to know your so freaking audience. Well, I don't think nah. they were taking her out. They just cut her part way down. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was too far gone for them to really recast and refilm it because they expected, they expected I think, to not do well and lose money. So I, I think to put more money into it would have been. Yeah. yeah. They could just Batgirl it and just it's filmed and you'll just never see it. That sucks because from all accounts, Batgirl is not a bad film yeah, from the pretty, things I've heard. Cool. Um, it kind of sucks that that happened. and. You know. Maybe one day. You never know. No, probably never. Yeah. So, yeah. So what they did. That's kind of the one I've heard is they're like. It, <clears> so this has happened. Licensing it's like happened that. before. So this has actually happened with movies before. And people like to bring up Fantastic Four, but that isn't the same thing. Fantastic Four was filmed literally to keep the rights to the movie. And then they shelved it because they, which sucks because, uh, was it Corman? I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the Corman yeah. version. Yeah. He had no idea they were going to do that. <laughs> so they kind of screwed him over, um, not not, yeah. the, or maybe they helped him. So it. there's a movie up there that's never been brought out. Oh, I've seen it. Have I've you? seen. Are the you talking about the, the Fantastic Roger Four? Corman's Fantastic? It Four? got leaked. You can watch it. Don't. It's bad. Oh, oh. yeah, it's really bad. Um, it might actually be the better one. <laughs> I was gonna say it's, they, they, they haven't really to... done that franchise. Are they supposed right to be releasing yet, Fantasy Four next year? Fantasy Four. Yeah, in the next few years. Yes. Yeah, they are making it. So what happened with Batgirl? Okay, so they made this film, and it was supposed to be a uh, Max or HBO Plus Max thing. Yeah. That's where it was going to release. But it had kind of grown, and so they felt – and then all the stuff happened with DC, and all their stuff on Max is getting, like, revamped and dropped and cut weird. And so they were like, okay, so we need to do a theatrical release. But the problem with that is, is in order to do that, they would have had to sink more money into it because 
they had no theatrical promotion kind of stuff available. And I guess I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like nine million dollars or something like that. They would have had to put in it. So nice. th- and this is what I've read. So instead, what they did was found a, they found a tax loophole, and mm. uh, you can use this tax loophole. And other movies exist that have done this, guys. If you do research, you'll find that people have filmed entire movies and then nothing. You don't even know about them. So they use this tax loophole to basically get their money back, but as part of the agreement, that movie can never come out. They can't. You're not allowed to see it. Mm. So Jeez. yeah, uh, and that sucks too. Because from from all accounts, it was a pretty decent movie and i've heard this from several people that worked on it people that have seen it like in pre-production stuff so who knows but we'll never so know. mf doom huh yeah yeah, yeah MF yeah. Doom. well we had talked about mf doom we were talking mm-hmm. about the zuckerbergs <laughs> yeah uh, by the way i i was so gonna make Zuckerberg. a surviving the game joke about hunting humans and, yeah. yeah um ice tea to tie it back to hip-hop. i love that movie yeah that's a good movie. gary Busey. um this horse so we did we did in fact put the call out there for this episode and we didn't get much uh, i don't know what's going on you guys aren't giving us a lot but we did get a little something i put it out i didn't get it i got people were liking and sharing the tweet but nobody was giving me songs it was very weird i don't you know mean, what's going on you with mean that x no the tweet x. um but we did have uh a few from friend of the show that matt sent over Deuce Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Matt, before yeah. I, before we share those, yeah. would you like to share a little bit about Deuce Fontaine and, and, and how this whole thing came about? Yeah. So, so it's Instagram. Uh, it's in our Instagram right? Deuce is a, I'll use his, uh, his stage name. Uh, he is a local hip hop artist uh, that I used to work with. And, uh, uh, but he's from a group called the Blues Brothers. And, um, Oh my god, I can't can't remember the other one he's in. He's in oh Soul Servers is the other one that he's he's in. They actually did a version of Computer Love, by the way, that's pretty great. Oh, awesome. uh, song that sampled it, and strangely enough, that is the first time I ever heard Computer Love was one on their album. But yeah, he's a he's a good friend of mine, and you can literally look up Deuce Fontaine and find a lot of his stuff on SoundCloud. Um, yeah. So go check that out. But Deuce did give us three tracks that he would put on here, so we are going to mention them. Uh, he said uh, The Potion by Ludacris from 2004. Mm. Uh, the International Players Anthem, UK, UGK and Outcast from 2007. And 2000's Raise It Up by Slum Village. That one I don't know, but <laughs> there yeah. you go. Uh, we appreciate that. You guys can um, sometimes when I put the call out, and even when I don't put the call out, you can share what you would add to a list as well, and we create playlists for those also. Uh, obviously, you heard right before we started talking our social media stuff. That's where you want to go to find that. Usually, it's going to be our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where we put those shout-outs. Uh, a couple other real quick things. KC has been doing his tour. He uh, does tours throughout Cincinnati for the American Legacy Tours. There were uh, notes in the show notes that you can go follow up with that. But he's doing his Haunted Mount Healthy tour, which is a suburb here in Cincinnati. So if yeah, you guys want, hometown. yeah, if you guys want to check that out, man, uh, AmericanLegacyTours.com, or just drop us a line and we'll get you connected with KC. And if you're going to be in the area, you should do that. As you're listening to this, where the crow flies, I don't really know what that means, but I'm saying it. Uh, this Saturday, this coming Saturday, myself, uh, my wife, and my second wife, Stewie D, 
we're all going to be out at yeah. Scarefest in Lexington. Um, your second wife. Second wife. <laughs> so Technically, you get, he's your work wife. Uh, yeah. So if you, no, I didn't meet him at work. We met at, in high school. We were we were high school sweethearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the little spoon. <laughs> I have been. He's both the little spoon and the big spoon. You know? I have been once. Um, it's like a ladle. <laughs> <laughs> Only it's Stewie, so he's more right. of a dreidel. Um, so- ladle, ladle, ladle. <laughs> we made it out of clay. Hey! Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. I was <laughs> when it's dry and ready with ladle. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be out at Scarefest weekend in Lexington. If you can make it out, uh, it's gonna be, it should be a good time out there. And look for us. Uh, you may find us. We may say hey. Last or just straight up ignore you and walk past. <laughs> one. We're totally. Excuse me. I don't know you. Um, also, one more thing I want to put out real quick. Uh, I've been talking about it. If you're paying attention, uh, some of you know. Uh, I will be saying more about it soon, uh, like on Facebook and Twitter and things like that. But I have a second. We have a TikTok, and I also have a second TikTok. I've been working on my uh, the book I released a few years back. Don't go buy it, please. Uh, I know that sounds weird to say that. There are links that you can go buy it if you really want to. But what I decided to do was record the audio version, and um, basically almost done with the recording process. Then it's just going to be edit. So in a few weeks, that's going to be released as a podcast. So you can get it for free. Now, I know that sounds stupid to say don't go buy it, but the reason I'm telling you don't go buy it is because as I was going through it, I realized it really needed uh, <laughs> another edit. <laughs> so maybe if you want to go buy it in a few weeks, when once it's <laughs> edited and put back out correctly, it will be available on Amazon. It's available now. Um, but we're going to be releasing that as an audio uh, audiobook podcast. So... Uh, if you're into horror novels, check it out. That will be releasing here in a few weeks. Like I said, uh, there's a website that actually technically exists right now, but I will give you the launch for when it, I mean, it's out there, but I'll tell you where to find all that and get more information as it comes. Uh, that's all I got. Just wait. Nobody else got anything cool. Uh, I ain't got shit. Please check out all of Weird Al's stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the rap songs we talked about this week. <laughs> Next week is Weird going, Al for Super Bowl. Next, yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. He's never been asked, so yeah. He said he'd do it in a heartbeat. They've never asked him, which is weird to me. That no, because they want people like Rihanna and I guess Usher, 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 uh, which didn't make anybody's list either. Usher thought about it. Well, I mean, I'm sure it will make it eventually if we do this again. He's not a rapper. Nobody works but with rap. He, he has with songs with rap in it where other rappers have worked okay. with them. And there are a few oh, that I considered. I really we'll did. Take that, rewind it back, Ludacris and John. So next week we will be doing yeah, yeah. Uh, one that people seem to enjoy. Like three years ago, we did a Halloween song episode and uh, we finally did a second one. So uh, yeah. I will tell you guys right now, it might be. The, the most spookiest episode. No, just <laughs> the, <laughs> the most into the spirit. eclectic list. But like, I really liked it. <laughs> like, it's all over the map as far as genres. But it's, it, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. And there's some really interesting things you will learn from that episode. So stick around for that. And uh, that's it. That's all I have to say. That's all I'm going to let these guys say. Except for one more thing. I'm going to let them say one more thing. Okay. Donuts. And that is donuts. Yes. That uh, until next time we get to speak to you guys, remember to always stay, stay, stay awesome. awesome.
<laughs> that was awesome. There are times that you feel like your head is a big old bucket filled with fuzzy dreams. Cause you wish you were a Muppet, but you can't play the music and you can't light the lights. And it's all you can do just to make it through any more of these lonely nights. So you grab your bit of mixed tea and you pop it in the slot. And you scream two words along with all the nerves, cause right now it's all you've got. Stay, stay awesome. Plant a tree inside your heart and let it blossom. Stay, stay awesome. Gotta live your life, don't stay curled up like a possum. And if you think you're going crazy, don't go. Go, go. Just stay. Stay cool.